The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quicket, your Monday, April 5th edition. We got a nice nine gamer on tap for you. Hope everybody had a great weekend. You know, you got some sports in, some family time in, you got some Tiger Woods time in. That was awesome to see. I know it's the baseball podcast, but I do partake in the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. If you're just a human being that appreciates good sports storylines, appreciates good golf, you appreciate Tiger Woods when he took, did there at the Masters, winning for the first time. In 2000 and since 2005 at Augusta's fifth green jacket, just legendary stuff there from LT Gray. It was great to see. Uh, but you're here for some MLB DFS action. If you can go to iTunes, give a rating and review, I'd much, much appreciate it. It helped me out a ton and help the podcast out, get to more and more listeners. So that would be great. Also, go check out thequantedge.com. I've been mentioning it before. If you want to jump on there, they're building more and more tools. Like whatever the, the, the members want, they're doing their best to attend to. So, uh, when you when you just sign up at thequantedge.com, you get the MLB DFS season package for twenty five dollars off, and use promo code Bubba. That means you get all the articles every day. You get all the tools they have so far, and more to come. They got lineup optimizers, umpire tools, weather tools, an off, off, awesome Vegas tool that shows the different line movements between totals, money lines, team totals. It lights up like a Christmas tree when it's moving around. Uh, lots of cool stuff there. There's comparison tools between FanDuel and DraftKings to see, you know, maybe this guy's higher priced on one side, but he's value on another. So if you play multiple sites, it's one click, quick click away from showing you the differences you have there. So, and the member Discord. So $25 off the season package, promo code Bubba. But if you just want to try out the Quantage for, for the first time, and you know, you got NBA playoffs kicking off this past weekend, and some, some members at the, the Quantage absolutely crushed it on uh, some NBA DFS action, you get the all sports package. The all sports package for your first month, nineteen ninety nine. Try all the sports out: baseball, basketball, and get it in with all the good tools for nineteen ninety nine. Promo code Bubba. So go check it all out there at thequantedge.com. Promo code Bubba. Twenty five dollars off MLB season package, or nineteen ninety nine for your first month of the all sports package. All right, nine games slate. You got a Patriots Day game in Boston that is not on the. That's the early game all by itself. But you got Mets at Phillies seven and a half. Cubs Marlins eight. Cardinals Brew Crew, 9.5. Blue Jays Twins, 8.5. Angels Rangers waiting on that one. Royals White Sox, 9.5. Reds Dodgers, 7. Indians Padres, 7. 
Rockies Padres waiting on that one. That'll be a uh, late one as well, or, uh, rather low one, probably. I'm guessing eight, eight and a half at the most in that one. But you already know you got two nine and a half totals. Texas Anaheim is going to be a high one as well, plus an eight and a half. So half the slate, you're pretty much going eight and a half or above for the most part. So lots to target on this one. And you got limited weather, no rain really in the forecast. You got wind blowing across the diamond from left to right in Philadelphia at 21 miles an hour, uh, blowing in from right field about 10 miles an hour in Minnesota, blowing in from right field about 17 miles an hour in Texas. All right, let's attack the pitching on this slate. You got some aces going. You got Syndergaard versus Nola. I'll be passing on those. Kershaw making his return. I'll take a quick pass on that one as well. But you got Trevor Bauer at $10,400 at the Seattle Mariners. Trevor Bauer, as goofy as he is, has been outstanding. He got hit around against Detroit his last time out. Five and two-thirds, ten hits, four earned, but still seven Ks. Seven or more Ks in three straight starts. His prior two starts at home against Toronto and at Minnesota. Seven strong in both. And uh, 30 or more DraftKings points in both. So the stuff is definitely there. Seattle is a very good offense to start the season. Now there's no sugarcoating that. But you, they, they, they are striking out almost 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Trevor Bauer's got almost a 31% K rate, a 44% ground ball rate. Does give up some large, uh, loud contact. So you might see you know, a home run or two as the Mariners continue just to drop bombs on a daily basis. At the same time, the strikeouts could be there. You saw with Max Scherzer yesterday. He gave up three year and went seven. Him and Berrios. Both had some rocky starts, but both went seven. Both got to like 22-plus DraftKings points. Both absolutely dealt. And that's what you're looking for here with Trevor Bauer. The Mariners have a 3.43 team total, second lowest on the slate. Lefty's 264. Righty's 269. Trevor Bauer, if you're paying up, is the man to pay for this evening. Drop it on down. Luis Castillo, $9,500. Talk about a price increase for Castillo. He's been absolutely outstanding. 23-8, 28-2, 34 DraftKings points. He's got seven innings. In each of his last two starts, he has given up two hits, one hits, two hits in his three starts. One and run in his last two starts. He has eight or more Ks in all three. He's been absolutely outstanding. His changeup getting swing and strike, swing and strike, swing and strike over and over again. Got almost 30% swing and strike rate on his changeup. And one thing that's been really bad for Luis Castillo in recent years, well, a couple of things. But first off, lefties have absolutely mashed him. He is dominating them this year. To a tune of a, a 145 Woba and a batting average below 0.1. He's been filthy against him. And in the past, lefties have crushed him. Here's the bugaboo. He's been a career really, really bad pitcher on the road. And this is his first road start. Maybe things have changed. Like I said, the changeup he's using more effectively. Um, so that that's something that's pointing in the right direction. So that could have changed. He's also facing a Dodgers team with a ton of left-handed thump. So... If this left these things for real, then Luis Castillo becomes an outstanding GPP play. That's why we're talking about him in the pitching section. He's got the stuff to be great. But I'm also giving you the caveats that show the risk involved. The risk is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The team that strikes out about 16% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Luis Castillo, 25% K rate, 47% ground ball rate. Lots to like there. Right now, versus left-handed pitching, Castillo has like a 52% ground ball rate on this short, short season. So he's done very, very well against them. The Dodgers team totals only 3.95 in the last two seasons. Lefty's 340, righty's 277. I told you in the small sample of this season what he's done versus left-handed pitching. Now the Dodgers also a 385 Woban, a 259 ISO versus left-handed pitching. So Luis Castillo becomes an extremely nice, probably low-owned GPP play. He's more expensive than he's been most of this year. Um, He's shown outstanding stuff. Just remember the risk you're taking going into Dodger Stadium against that juggernaut of an offense with a pitcher that's still in his first two years in the bigs has not figured it out on the road. 
Hopefully this is the time to change. And if he does, he's going to come into low owned with tremendous upside in this matchup. When we talk about bats, we'll talk about playing some Dodgers as well, though. So Luis Castillo, GPP at 9,500. Keep him in mind. The last guy in this 9K and above range, you got Joey Lucchesi at $9,000 at home against the struggling, struggling, struggling Colorado Rockies. Lucchesi's made three starts this year on the road at the Giants, got beat up. But it's two starts at home against Arizona and the D-backs, 24-3, 27 DraftKings points. Not going deep in the games. He's gone 5-5 five and five and a third in those two big games. he got six or more Ks in both of them. Uh, they've let him go as high as 87 pitches. So I'm guessing he's got like a 90-pitch cap, which really sucks. But it's a Rockies team that strikes out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Lucchesi almost 27% K rate, a 45% ground ball rate. Lots to like in that respect. Um... Lefty's 247, righty's 334 versus Lucchesi, but the Rockies, a 253 Wobe and a 118 ISO versus left-handed pitching. That is not the Rockies I grew up on. That is embarrassing how bad that offense is. Yes, Arenado finally went deep on Sunday. Trevor Story's kind of start, maybe to heat up. And they both hit lefties really, really well. So if you want to go that route, you can. But as a whole, they've just been just disgusting, like really, really bad. So Joey Lucchesi at 9K could be a nice savings and a drop down from the guys up top. So you're 9K and above. I got Trevor Bauer 1, LaCasey 2, Luis Castillo 3. Major GPP player if you're rolling the dice. Dropping on down, Trevor Richards, 8200 bucks at home against the Chicago Cubs. Yes, it can be risky because the Cubs offense is very hit and miss. But, but the thing I like about Trevor Richards, 16 or more drafting points in all three starts. He's given up three earned at the Mets, but he struck out seven in back-to-back starts. He stretched out. He went 108 pitches his last time out in Cincinnati. Great American small park. He went six innings, one hit, no earned. He still walked five, but struck out seven for 24 DraftKings points. In a world we've been living in where DraftKings pitching has been getting destroyed, a floor of 16 in his first three starts has my attention. It's a Cubs team that strikes out over 23% of the time. First right-handed pitching, Richards 24% K rate. The walks are a concern over 10% of the time, um, but a 36% ground ball rate is not bad either. He, he makes for, and he's got to reverse splits when you, when you break them down. Uh, the Cubs, a 4-3-7 team total. Lefties, 292. Righties, 340. So they have the thumping Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras and so on and so forth. But as a whole, pitching in Marlins Park, pitcher-friendly ballpark, Trevor Richards at 8200 bucks probably going to get overlooked tonight. Makes for an interesting play. Almost even cash game relevant. Let's see how the lineup pans out because, again, the Cubs are, are good, good offense. But things point in the direction to help Richards out for sure. At $8,000, you get the maker of shoes at home against the Toronto Blue Jays. The maker of shoes, just similar to uh, to Richards, 16.6 points or more. And that was his last start at Boston. It's two home starts prior to that. 33.4, 31.4 Baltimore-Detroit struggling teams. But the maker of shoes has only got two runs all season, striking out four, eight, and seven in his three. And he's going well. He's going to the 95 pitches or above, which is nice to see in this era of baseball. Uh, Minnesota strikes out about 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Shoemaker, 26% K rate, 47% ground ball rate. Good things to look at there. Twins, 4-4-2 team total. Uh, small sample because last year he didn't play much because he was hurt also, but 330 lefties, 363 righties. He's much, much better this year, but the Twins can be sneaky as well with the pop they have in that offense. So keep that in mind. It's a risky play with Shoemaker. Like, part of me likes Richards more, but Shoemaker has a higher ceiling, if that makes sense, if he's really locked in. So I got Shoemaker 1, Richards 2 in this 8K range. Both very interesting pieces to to tie up up top or to use as punts as well. The last guy I'm going to mention down here 
is Martin Perez at 6400 bucks at home against the Toronto Blue Jays, going opposite of Shoemaker. He's only coming out of the bullpen three times this year, two earned, two and two-thirds, three and two-thirds. People are going to see the three one and three earned runs in all three of those outings. That's great. Be worried. Four more Ks in those little short stints and zero home runs. That was always the big bugaboo with Martin Perez. He gave up so many long balls, but A, he pitched in Arlington, Texas, where the ball flies out of there. Like if someone farts in the wind, it probably hits the left field bleachers. It's just, that that's Arlington, Texas for you. He's facing a Toronto Blue Jays team. And remember, he's $6,400. He can give up some runs because he faces a Blue Jays team with, that strikes out almost 30% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Martin Perez has almost a 51% ground ball rate, and the K rate is going to continue to increase now that he starts. His, his velocity, he was a big-time spring training storyline. His velocity went up big time, and it, it's shown that, that so far this season. And it's causing more and more swings and miss. So we're seeing a different Martin Perez. He was filthy in spring. Really, really good. They just didn't want to bring him back too soon into the fold. So you look at him, you look at a Blue Jays team with a 408 team total. Martin Perez is the favorite in this game, guys. Lefty's 306, righty's 376. Yes, there is some Toronto Blue Jays thump. But as I mentioned, 239, Woba, .075 ISO versus left-handed pitching. For when it comes to punts, all punts are risky. Martin Perez at sixty four hundred bucks has some serious upside in this matchup. If he gets beat up, so be it. It'll open up some bats, and we'll make it work as we've done so many times this season with so much bad pitching on the agenda. But Martin Perez down below, big big fan. All right, recapping your pitching up top, you got Trevor Bauer, uh, uh, Joey Lucchese, and Luis Castillo in that order, nine K and above. In the middle, Shoemaker, Richards, down below, Martin Perez. Let's get to the catchers and the rest of the offense in this nine-game Monday slate. Because Money Grandall and the Milwaukee Brewers are big, big targets against Mr. Dakota Hudson of the St. Louis Cardinals. Hudson has a very nice ground ball rate, but when he gives it up, he gives it up hard, over 45% hard contact rate. When he faced the Brew Crew earlier this year, four and a third, seven hits, three earned on three home runs. So the left-handed bats here in Milwaukee are in play. Grandall is expensive, but 4500 bucks. Very nice piece of a stack if you're doing it. Uh, as you go on down, though, the likes of uh, uh, maybe an Austin Hedges against Sensatella on short rest at 37, not the worst thing. Uh, Wellington Castillo's not bad, or James McCann. James McCann's been swinging it really well, getting more playing time than Castillo. So uh, very nice, cheap options there against Phil Meyer. Chicago's very, very much in play in this one, as you can beat up on Phil Meyer. But other than that, you look like maybe Yadi Molina against Peralta. If you want to fade Peralta, who throws his fastball way too much. And if it's not on, he's going to get hit all over the yard. So he's a guy you can look at. I mentioned McCann at 3,300. Uh, Danny Jansen versus Martin Perez. If you are fading Perez, Jansen at 32 can be a nice low own option as well. Other than that, Martin Maldonado is 2,900 versus Irvin Santana. If you so choose to go that direction. First pace, you got Belly Bombs, who is a GPP play tonight. He's facing Luis Castillo. You might get belly bombs at very low ownership. And lefties we've already documented against Castillo in the past have been beautiful. If Castillo has a hiccup today, a low-owned Dodger stack with all that power is redonkulous. And they're still priced up on DraftKings. So DraftKings priced up Castillo. Usually that results in a lower-priced offense. No, not tonight. So they're 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 about in the same spot I've described. It's either one, it's one or the other. Which one's it going to be? But they're not giving you the discount either way. So you got belly bombs at 52 uh, you can gamble with Pete Alonso if you want to see if he keeps crushing it because Nola has struggled a ton to start the year. When you look at Aaron Nola in his first few starts, he's given up four. Uh, 
He had four earners last time out, six earned, and then one earned. Those were against Washington, the four and the six, and he dominated the Atlanta Braves. But he struggled against the Nats his last two starts out. And now he gets a Mets team that does show a little bit of thump in that lineup. So if you want to be contrarian with the Mets, you can. I just There's other places I'd like to target. Like Jose Abreu versus Phil Meyer at 43. Get me one of him or Yonder Alonso in that matchup. Nice, nice discount. Uh, you can go on down maybe at Anthony Rizzo at 42 if you want to go that direction. Uh, Justin Smoke does switch hit. He's 4,100 versus Perez. Uh, Justin Bohr, 4K, middle of the uh, Angels lineup against Shelby Miller in Texas. The Angels are a very, very live play tonight. Um, they have a, We're waiting on their total, but lefty's 404, righty's 455 for Shelby Miller. The Angels are very, very much in play tonight. I mentioned Yonder Alonso. If you don't want to pay 43 for Abreu, Alonso's 39 versus Phil Meyer. The White Sox are 4-9-16 total, second highest on the slate, just barely behind the Milwaukee Brewers. Lefty's 331, righty's 342 versus Phil Meyer. So uh, get your White Sox, lock and load, have some fun with that one. If you are fading Dakota Hudson, the Brew Crew do have the highest team total on the slate at 5. Lefty's 404, righty's 241. As I mentioned, he gets a lot of ground balls, but also a lot of hard contact. Travis Shaw slowly heating up. It's been a slow start to the year. His last few games, he's been getting it going. First base, third base, L is about 39. If you're going to get the Brew Crew, stack him up. Shaw, I love Moustakas. We'll get to him. Some good pieces to the puzzle in that one. Sliding on down, uh, you got Lucas Duda and Ryan O'Hearn versus Santana. I prefer Ryan O'Hearn just because, A, he hits higher up in the order. And he's just more consistently a good ball player. Duda's starting to get some playing time and getting it working. But Ryan O'Hearn, nine or more points in three straight games. He's He's gotten on base six of his last 12 plate appearances. He's getting walks. He's showing power. I like what I'm seeing from the youngster O'Hearn at 3,700. That's where I'd go in that one. Uh, if you want to save some cash, first base, third base, or first base outfield eligible now. Hunter Dozier, O'Hearn's teammate against Santana at 3,600. Royals very, very alive in this one for me. A 4-5-5 team total. That's why that White Sox-Royals game is oh so nice with a nice team total of 9. Or, wait, where'd it go? Total, yeah, 9.5. That's what I thought. Uh, tied for the, the highest total on the slate. And lefty's 425, righty's 484 versus Santana. Very small sample because they didn't really pitch last year. Barely been back this year, but it was not a pretty debut for Santana. Got beat around the ballpark, giving up long balls and runs galore. So the Royals very, very live in this one. As you slide on down some more, you can look at the likes of, of maybe a, a hand ram if you want to get really weird versus Kikuchi at 36. But Albert Pujols at 36 or Shelby Miller. Nice GPP play because no one plays Pujols because he's not the guy that we grew up remembering, but he still can run into one from time to time. Like He had four points yes, uh, Saturday, 17 the day before as he went deep, zero, and then a nine. He's got some GPP upside against Shelby Miller, especially if you're stacking up the Angels. Pujols don't sleep on him. Now, other than that, Neil Walker at, at 3,300 versus you, Darvish, if you choose to fade you. Uh, I believe you's going to figure it out. If you want to go GPP with him again, I'm going to just sit back and wait for him to figure it out now. Marlins 365 team total, lefty's 331, righty's 348. Neil Walker and the Fish wrote about him yesterday in the batter breakdown. I wish we could have podcasted because I would have promoted um, Brian Anderson so hard at 2900 bucks. Neil Walker still got just decent points. They're put they're, they're pesky. He's 3300 bucks. We used the Marlins a lot last year because they were pesky. They come into play again tonight versus U Darvish, but not as not as lovely a spot as yesterday, but still an option. Second base, Whip Merrifield at 46 against uh, Urban Santana is outstanding. I, I like him quite a bit in this one. The same with Mustakas at 43. So it kind of comes down to who you're stacking. If you're not stacking either one, I probably prefer Merrifield and, sta- and Cash. Mustakas in GPP as one-offs, but they're definitely stack pieces for their respective clubs. 
Uh, Max Muncy, he's in the lineup at $4,200, first base, second base eligible. Uh, he was banged up for a couple days. He was back over the weekend. Nine points yesterday as he went for three with a run scored and a ribeye and a walk. So keep your eye on Muncy at 42. Colton Wong in a GPP versus Peraltis. He, Colton Wong is who we thought he was. He has slowed down after that amazing start, but still in a GPP versus Peralta, I can get there at 4K. Probably not my top option, but he's on the board. Uh, Benny Zobers at 36, so he's leading off for some value. Uh, the value I like a lot, though, this slate, second base, third base, David Fletcher, 3600 bucks. I've mentioned him a few times on this podcast. I've mentioned him on Bench with Bubba for season-long stuff. Uh, three straight games, getting base knocks, 13, 5, and 12 in his last three games. They've been moving him up to the top of the order from time to time this year. If he's at the top of the order, he's a tremendous play in this matchup for Shelby Miller. But even just depending on where he's at, he could be like a wraparound stack. He, he just opens up so much at 3600 where DraftKings doesn't have the value they used to have. So second base, third base. David Fletcher versus a guy like Shelby Miller at 36 is very, very nice. And then Robbie Cano, yes, he's not crushing the ball as we'd hope he would, but he's 3500 bucks. We've already mentioned Aaron Nola's struggles to start the year. And he's gone 3 9 0, 8, 7. So seven or more points in three of his last five. He's getting it done at 3500 bucks. You know he's got the, the chance to to open one up, but uh, it, it's really cheap for a guy of his magnitude. So like in a, in a catch game or just want to punt the position, Cano at 35 is very, very nice. And then, like I mentioned earlier, you got Neil Walker at 33, and then starting Castro at this position, 33 as well. And one more, if you're doing like a wraparound stack or another one-off, it's a guy we used a lot last year. He's super inconsistent, like 10 points, 0, 5, 5 in his last four. So that's not bad of a four, five or more in three of his last four. But Yolmer Sanchez, 3,200 bucks, usually bats ninth in that White Sox order. Phil Meyer's that bad. So if you want to get different with your, your White Sox exposure, get some value in there. Um, Yomer Sanchez at 32 is not horrible. Going over to third base, Yohan Moncada at 48. He's expensive, but he's a great, great play versus Phil Meyer. He's hitting 328 on this early season with three dongs, 957 OPS, 18 points yesterday. He's hit three for four. He's got five or more in four of his last five, so he's really swinging it well. Lots of power. He's kind of fixed a little of that swing and miss, which is good to see with Yohan Moncada at 4,800. We talked about Nolan Arenado earlier. He's 45 versus Lucchese. If you think he's warming up, jump on it before he gets crazy. But Moustakis at 43, I like a lot. Second base, third base eligible. You got Manny Machado over Sensatella. This is a smash spot for, for me with Machado. I think it's a really good cash game play. He could save a little bit from up top. He's got 5, 14, 7, 14 in his last four. He's just a consistent guy that's going to get on base. There's no splits with him. He hits lefties and righties very, very well, both respectively. And Sensatella coming in on like three days rest. So you might get him in a bad Rockies bullpen. Machado, at that price point, is a very nice discount on this one. After Machado, there's still a lot to like here at third base. Uh, we got Mikel Franklin and GPP versus Syndergaard. Eh, interesting. Azuba Cabrera versus Trevor Cahill. Cahill's been pitching really well, but there's two things. He doesn't go deep into games. So you get the Angels bullpen, which is okay, but not great. And, you're pitch- and it's in Arlington, so Cabrera at 42 is always worth a look. Uh, Chris Bryant, they're getting a hell of a discount. Richards, I respect. I like what he has. I use him in season-long fantasy. You got Bryant, 7, 2, 12, and 11 in his last four. So seven or more in three of his last four. He's 4K. We mentioned the reverse splits with Trevor Richards. Yes, it's a pitcher's ballpark. But $4,000 for a guy Chris Bryant's talents is kind of eye-opening and someone not to forget. Not a must-play, but just realize that when you're picking between certain positions and Maybe you pay up for someone else at a different spot because I could save and gamble on Chris Bryant. You look at those kind of things. Machado at 43 is hard to pass up, but Chris Bryant, the guy I don't roster a lot, but it's, he's very, very, he's got my attention, not locking him in yet, but my attention at 4K 
as I give this first look at our nine-game slate. Uh, Travis Shaw at 39, very, very much we talked about also. But Eugenio Suarez in a GPP, Kershaw's making his return. Um, we know how Suarez loves him some lefties. Yes, Kershaw's not your average lefty. I get it. But he's also not the Clayton Kershaw we grew up to, well, some people grew up to love. So um, Suarez at 39, GPP, very, very relevant. Yeah, Jose Ramirez. Yes, that Jose Ramirez who has struggled tremendously to a buck forty batting average, no home runs yet, a three seventy three OPS. If you want to get weird in a GPP, you're getting one of the better hitters in the last couple seasons at thirty nine hundred bucks versus Kikuchi Ramirez switch hitter. Not running to play there because at thirty eight hundred bucks, you get Maddie Carpenter at an amazing discount versus uh, Freddie Peralta. People love Freddie Peralta. I get it. Carpenter sixteen and thirteen points in his last two. Peralta throws a ton of fastballs, like in the 75 to 85% range certain games. If he's missing his fastball, he's going to get hit all over the yard. And that's Freddie Peralta in a nutshell. He's had three starts this year. He's gotten blown up twice and not once because it just depends on what his pitch, can, what he's going to do. FYI, Matt Carpenter is a very good hitter and can hit a fastball very, very well. So keep him in mind. The Cardinals have a 4.5 team total. Lefty's 359. Righty's 235 versus Freddie Peralta. Getting Matt Carpenter at 3800 bucks is criminal. That's why I like playing Chris Bryant's tough. Don't mind Machado. Don't mind Mancada. But Matt Carpenter at 3800 bucks, he should be chalky if people are paying attention to pricing because that's a steal. That's an absolute steal on this slate. Uh, only other guy I'm going to mention here is David Fletcher again. 3600 bucks, second base, third base for Anaheim. Shortstop. Alberto Mondesi versus Irvin Santana at 51 very much worth a look. Similar to the Chris Bryant story, Javi Baez at 49 versus uh, Richards is intriguing as well. But I'd like to go to like the $4,500 range. Tim Anderson versus Phil Meyer. Tim Anderson, folks, uh, I wrote about him in the batter breakdown, a little more stats, but 429, three homers, 10 ribbies. I think he has five stolen bases, a 193 OPS, a hard hit rate over 45%. He's hitting everything. He has eight or more DraftKings points in 10 of his last 11 games. He's a cash game play and a GPP play. Against Phil Meyer at forty five hundred bucks. If you want to go a little more GPP and you want to match him up like Matty Carpenter, Paul DeYoung, my boy, forty four hundred bucks. I love that they're starting to respect him and give him a right price bump, but he's definitely in play. Uh, Jorge Polanco, Freddie Galvis in their respective matchups and the GPP both worth worth a look. Freddie Galvis switch hitting and getting it done at forty two hundred. But uh, for me, Tim Anderson, Paul DeYoung are two I really really like on the slate up top. If you go down a bit though, you can roll the dice with Elvis Andrews versus Cahill. Fernando Tatis Jr. had his fifth Jimmy Jack over the weekend. Continues to get it done. But you kind of go down to a guy like Corey Seager. We mentioned lefties versus Luis Castillo. If you're stacking up the Doyers, uh, you got like Jock Jams, you got Seager, you got Belly. Uh, those are the three guys I'd start with. And then, and then you can build around that with others like Muncie. Maybe get weird with the Kiki or some other stuff. But Corey Seager, he's actually starting to hit the ball really well. Not showing a ton of power yet. He's got two Jacks on the year. But he, overall, just, you know, he's only 237. But his last two games, he went 0 for, but then... Two hits, two hits, a couple overs, two hits, two hits. So when he hit uh, one, two, so when he hits, he hits in bunches. So Corey Seager at 4K could look on to that one. Dropping below 4K, Timmy Beckham versus Bauer at 37. is an interesting GPP play uh, just because of the price point and the upside there, but not running to target it. Overall, shortstop's a position I'm paying for because there's not much below 4K that really stands out as a good idea. Heading to the outfield, Mike Trout is supposed to return this series against Texas. It'd be a really good game to return to for Shelby Miller. So if Mike Trout's in the lineup, not bad at 56. Same with Christian Yellick. When you got Moustakis, you got Shaw, you got Grandal, and you got Yellick, these lefty mashers against Dakota Hudson at 5,400. 
You have Belly Bombs at 52. Talked about that. Waxed poetically for a while for you there. Whit Merrifield at 46. Definitely in play. If you want to get weird with Milwaukee, you look at a low cane or a Ryan Braun. I probably prefer low cane just because Braun's more, it seems like, power dependent, extra base hit dependent. Where Lone Kane can get on, he can steal bags, he can score runs. Much more uh, helpful there in your stacks. Michael Conforto at 45 versus Nola's intriguing in a GPP. Not going to sit there and hide that one. Nelly Cruz, we look at those reverse splits with Shoemaker. Nelly Cruz at 44 will be a forgotten man. He's hitting 320 on the year with a 1005 OPS, and he's already got one dong this season. He's not like consistently lighting the world on fire, but when you're still hitting over 300, you're doing something right. So against the maker of shoes at 44, worth a look. This one pains me, but he continues to get it done. Jason Hayward hitting 375 when they were with four Jimmy Jacks. He hit one. Uh, he got 14 more points uh, Saturday. He has 14, 9, 28, 2, 40, 20 in recent games. So he's playing really, really well there versus Trevor Richards tonight at $4,300. Sliding on down if you don't believe in Martin Perez. Randall Gritchick at 43 is a phenomenal play. But so is Jock James at $4,300 versus Luis Castillo. So definitely liking that kind of stuff. With Lurie Garcia's leading off for the White Sox at 42. First, Phil Meyer is a part of a stack you should be building. Alex Gordon, similar to Jason Hayward, continues to crush it. 360, three dongs, 1.092 OPS, eight points yesterday. 8-0-31-16-8-10 in recent games. So really getting it done there at 4200 bucks, batting third for the Royals against Irvin Santana. Jorge Soler in a GPP as well as a stack is in play in that matchup. When you go down, you got like, uh, Shinsu Chu and No More Mazar versus Trevor Cahill in that matchup. But if you're if you're fading Shoemaker and you're stacking against him, Eddie Rosario, Max Kepler both swinging the bat really, really well. Rosario went deep yesterday for 26 DraftKings points. He has 10 or more in three of his last five in four of his last six. So keep Rosario in mind. you got Max Kepler who's swinging it well as well. Seven points yesterday, 7-7, seven, 10-5. Seven, 17, 17, 16, 7, 12, 5. So 5 or more in 10 straight for Max at 4,100. As you go down farther, I mentioned Chris Bryant earlier at 4K. Byron Buxton has actually been stinky good at $4,000. He can be part of a stack 10, 9, 12, 19, 0, and 12 in recent outings. 4K versus Shoemaker if you're fa- stacking against Shoe. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, big game yesterday in Mexico. He's 4,000 versus Peralta, part of a Cardinals stack. Uh, Brian Goodwin versus the Angels, a cheap $4,000 versus Miller, and he'll get overlooked. But Eloy Jimenez at $3,900. I love this kid. Hit .288. uh, Double dong on the 12th on Friday. Went over on Saturday. Got a couple walks on Sunday for six points. Decent cash game play, but more of a stack with the White Sox. First, Phil Meyer at $3,900. Terrence Gore, part of a stack. Getting more and more playing time. 7, 0, 30, and 5, and 7. So 5 or more in 4 of his last uh, 5. Gets on and runs for days. GPP only with Terrence Gore. Because uh, there's a lot of bust upside there as well. Dropping down a little farther. You got like Fran Reyes in a GPP versus Incitella for some discount. No, not only that one. But Hunter Dozier. Talked about him at 3,600 versus Santana. I like that a little bit. Ben Zobers at 36. Good look there. Brandon Nemo in a GPP at 36 versus Nola. I don't hate that as savings with some upside. Uh, Alex Verdugo, if he's in the lineup versus Castillo at 36. He went deep again yesterday. That kid's a very, very good hitter. Been saying it for a couple years. Finally getting getting that run out there. So that part's good to see. Other than that, check your lineups. There's not a ton. Now, like Granderson at 34 in a GPP. You could look that way as well. Recapping your pitching real quick. You got Trevor Bauer at 10-4. 
You got Castillo at, at 95, Lucchese at 9,000. I got Bauer, Lucchese, and, and Castillo in that order. Uh, in the middle, I got Shoemaker, then Richards in that order. And then down below, punting with Martin Perez. When you're looking at stacking, the Angels for Chevy Miller is outstanding. The Rangers against Cahill is a little less outstanding, but still very, very good in that lively ballpark. Uh, you got the Brew Crew versus Dakota Hudson. Talked about the lefties there. Love that little matchup. And then the White Sox-Royals game, I, I'm a big fan of. White Sox versus Phil Meyer is outstanding. And so is the Royals versus Santana. I, I like the Royals maybe a little more, just because what I've seen of late. But both smash spots in that matchup. Don't sleep on that. The Cardinals, especially the left-handed Cardinals, versus Freddy Peralta is very intriguing. And then DeYoung always makes that mix because he gets righties better than lefties. If you are a fading shoemaker, the Twins like Rosario and Kepler and company could be very, very fun. And then your super contrarian one that's going to get low on but great is the Dodgers- Dodgers lefties versus Luis Castillo. That's going to be a fun one. If you want to, uh, that someone's going to win on that one. Take a stand. Either Castillo's going to deal again, or the Dodgers are going to do their thing. So interesting one there on that matchup. Then you always got the Phillies and the and the Mets with Syndergaard versus Nola. Nola struggled a lot to start this year. So if you want to think he's going to struggle again, you can go to the Mets. Just remember that those struggles came against the Washington Nationals. All right, your BVP. Before I send you on your way, Reese Hoskins four for nine, two doubles, two homers. Off of Thor, um, they're hitting 245 off of Thor, but a lot of power in that lineup versus Thor. Uh, sliding on down the list here, Travis Shaw, Mustakas, Yellick all took Dakota Hudson deep in that first game. I mentioned he had three homers. Those are the three. Nelson Cruz, eight for 28 with a homer, or the double and two homers off Shoemaker. Kepler, Scope, and Rosario have all taken Shoemaker deep. Uh, Justin Smoke, seven for 18, three doubles off Perez. Senchu Chu, six for 15 with a double off Trevor Cahill. Uh, oh no, I'm not, not reading Hunter Pence's stat line. Sorry, Justin Bohr, five for 12, two homers. Anderson Simmons, seven for 12 with a double. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy, Lucroy's another cheap catcher. I don't mind the night, seven for 21 with a double against Shelby Miller. Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson have taken Phil Meyer deep in a small sample. Lucas Duda, five for 14, double and a homer. Whit Merrifield, seven for 17, two doubles. Alex Gordon has two homers versus Irvin Santana. David Fries and Jock Peterson have taken Luis Castillo deep. Joey Votto's only 5 for 25 versus Kershaw, but three of those five hits, you have a double and two home runs. Uh, Nolan Arenado, 4 for 10 with a triple off of Lucchese. And Ryan Healy, 4 for 11 with a double off of Trevor Bauer. So there's your BVP. Nothing too crazy in that one. you got a fun nine-gamer on tap tonight, folks. Go check out thequantedge.com. Promo code Bubba for $25 off the MLB season package. Or try the All Sports Package for the first time for $19.99. Also, go check out Fantasy DGens, at FantasySportsDGens.com, the site I've been up and running for a long, long time. Get your bench with Bubba podcast around the base with Bubba and Mo. We'll recap the Masters tonight and preview the, uh, the event at Harbortown this week with myself and DFS Golf Gods Jesse on the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. You got NASCAR with Mike Tuck. You got soccer with ProLine Payouts and Francesco and much, much more going over there at Fantasy Sports DJs and the Slack chat, which is free to chat, doing all DFS things. Guys are doing very, very well over there. If you want to join the Slack chat, just ask DM uh, myself or at Fantasy DJs on Twitter. With all that being said, good luck tonight on this nine-game slate. Should be a fun one. Hope everybody has a good one. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. This is MLB DFS Quick It's your Monday, April 15th edition. I'm out.